a God who's in many of you. Amen. 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 Are you excited tonight? Praise the Lord, guys. Welcome back. It is Richard with you. Hope you're having an amazing night. Richard the Lionheart, if you're wondering. Hallelujah. It's good to be with you guys tonight. Glory to God. Got an amazing, amazing program for you tonight. Just a short program tonight on obtaining His riches for you through the glory. Amen. Obtaining His riches, God's riches. Amen. The glory of the Lord Jesus for you and that uh, his riches are for you through the glory. So it's a pleasure to have you here tonight. Praise God. I'm glad you've joined me tonight and great things are coming your way. Amen. So guys, without further ado, let's, uh, let's jump into this. Amen. Let's jump right into what God has in store tonight. Let's go to the word of God tonight. Amen. So the word of God says this, and my God will liberally supply Fill to the full your every need, not some of them, but every need, according to His riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Amen. That right there is Philippians 4.19. Glory to God. So guys, when we look at Philippians 4.19, we see the promises and the truth of God. It says, my God, amen, that's your God, the God that created all things, the universe, will do what? He'll liberally supply everything you need according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Amen? That's good news today. That's good news because our God loves us so much, He's going to supply every need you have. Amen? And, and catch this. It's according to His riches. So many times we're begging, Oh God, oh God, we don't need to beg, amen? We just need to come with bold understanding and faith and know that He will supply those needs. Amen? So let's talk about the glory of God tonight. Amen? Let's talk about His marvelous and wonderful glory. All right, so His glory, uh, starting in this session with the Old Testament. Amen? This story, uh, you know, or this uh, program, rather, dealing with the Old Testament. Amen? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So, without further ado, let me adjust this volume for you guys. I think you're getting blasted out there just a tad bit. Yeah, that's, that's probably a little better. There we go. So, Old Testament version says what? Well, I'm glad you asked. The Hebrew uh, is... Kabod. Amen? Kabod. When we look at this and we see this name Kabod, this is the name of the glory when we go into the Old Testament. Amen? That's the Hebrew in the Old Testament. So when you hear somebody say, uh, refer to the Kabod, amen, or the glory, we're talking about a powerful, massive, weighty glory of God. Amen? Powerful, massive, weighty glory of God. Okay, so that's the Kabod glory. This is also referred to as glory, uh, the abundance of God, 
the riches of God, the copiousness of God, the splendor of God, the honor of God, and the heaviness of God. Amen? The heaviness of God. Hallelujah. So, some of these things you've heard referred to before in those, uh, those aspects, heavier heaviness, but also, when we really look at it, we are dealing with the weightiness of God. The glory is weighty. Amen? It's literally weighty. So, if you look here, you see the aspect of the glory being extremely weighty. Hallelujah. Okay. So, that's kind of the intro to the Old Testament portion of the, the glory of God. Amen? Kabod. Amen? The, the Hebrew, the kabod of the glory of God. Thank you, Jesus. So, we said it's the kabod of God. Amen? It's heavy. It's weighty. Amen? It's the riches of God. But let's go to the Word of God. Amen? The Word of God says in... Um, Exodus chapter 33, verses 18 and 19, and he, this is Moses, said, Please, show me your glory. Show me your glory. Then he said, I will make all my goodness pass before you, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you. I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious. And... I will have compassion on whom I will have compassion. Glory to God. Catch that, guys. He said, show me your glory. Moses is here and he's saying, show me your glory, God. How many of you have, have cried out and said, God, show me your glory? Amen. I've, I've asked God to show me his glory. And if there's a real hunger and there's a passion and pressing in on him and your heart's in the right place, let me tell you, he shows up. Amen. He shows up. But watch this. He goes on and he says to Moses, I will make all my goodness, not some, not a little. I will make all my goodness pass before you. And I will proclaim the name of the Lord. I will proclaim the name of the Lord. Guys, when we look here, we see an aspect of proclaiming, amen, the name of the Lord. We're speaking out about the Lord. The Lord is who? Jesus. Amen. We're speaking out uh, about, in this case, the, they were basically talking about the forthcoming of the Lord, but in, also he's talking about the goodness. Amen. And his goodness isn't just good. It's the best. It's the highest. It's the most powerful. It's the greatest. It's abundant beyond abundance. Amen. That is his goodness. So we're talking about the kabod glory of God, the kabod weightiness of God, the kabod. Just receive that. Wow. The kabod. When we're talking about the kabod, we're talking about a power that's not normal. There's nothing normal about it. Nothing. It's weighty. It's above all. It's super powerful. Amen. Guys, join me over in 2 uh, Chronicles real quick. 2 Chronicles chapter 5, verse 13 and 14. Verse 13 says, The trumpeters and singers performed together in unison to praise and give thanks to the Lord. To praise and give thanks to the Lord. Accompanied by trumpeters, cymbals, and other instruments, they raised their voices and praised. The Lord with these words, He is good. His faithful love 
endures forever. Guys, make this proclamation with me today. Make this declaration. Lord, you are good. Your faithful love endures forever. Wow. Your faithful love endures forever. Amen? Now verse 14 goes on. The priest could not continue their service because of the cloud. For the glorious presence of the Lord filled the temple of God. You guys. Did you enjoy that? Praise the Lord. I'm getting used to these buttons. You guys, look with me here. The glorious presence of the Lord. The glorious presence. The tangible presence. The cloud. The kabod. What? It filled the temple of God. It filled the temple of God. That just wasn't for then. That is for now. That is for today. Amen? It filled the temple of God. This event signals God's acceptance of the temple and is reminiscent of his acceptance of the congregation tent in the desert. Remember something. His love for you is amazing. He is good. His faithful love endures forever. Amen? He's not bad. He's good. Are we seeking His face daily? Are we pressing in? Are we believing that the kabod is real? Are we believing in the fullness of God? Or is it just something that's there? Because to truly receive, you got to believe. Amen? you got to receive it by believing it. And when you do that, you'll begin to really receive what you can't see. We come back to Hebrews in a sense where faith is the, is the, the substance of things hoped for. In other words, we don't see it. It's a substance of things hoped for. We're hoping for it. We can't put our hand on it yet, but we're hoping, and watch this, and we're knowing, amen, that it's coming forth. It's not a maybe, it could, no. We know by tremendous faith it's coming forth. Amen? Tremendous, tremendous faith. Now, let's jump deeper. <clears throat> so, he who is in you, amen, he who is in you, now who is that, guys? That's the Holy Spirit of God. Amen. He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. But you've heard, he who is in you. Amen. We're talking about the Spirit of God. Amen. Now, I want you to tie this together with me now back here in 1 Corinthians. Okay, let's go back there. So, he who is in you, the glorious presence of the Lord did what? It filled the temple. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit of God. Whoa. What? That's right. That's right. You are called to exude the kabod because he who is in you, the Spirit of God, is in you. He's in you. You are the temple of the living God. Whew. Okay. 
1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 says, Don't you know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, who comes from who? God and dwells inside of you. Guys, this is the Word of God. This is truth. Amen? You are the temple. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. This is why we got to treat our body right. This is what, not, and I'm not just talking about in health and getting out and having a jog or eating some broccoli for lunch. Amen? What are we letting through our eyes? What are we listening to? Who are we listening to? What are we smoking? What are we doping? What are we drinking? Who are we sleeping with? Are we married? I'm not here to beat you down, but I'm offering you a few questions because I want you guys to have a deeper walk in the fullness, kabod, glory of God. Amen? And that comes through a, a, a walk in holiness. Hallelujah. You guys are champions. All right. So, we know that this, um, this fullness is in the temple, and we are the temple. Amen? We are the temple. So, we need to long to be in His presence. Amen? We should long to be in His presence. It should be a yearning of ours in our heart. Psalm 26, 8 says, Your house, home to your glory, O eternal one, this is the Lord, you guys, radiates, radiates its light. I am fixed on this place and long, catch that, I'm fixed on this place and long to be nowhere else. Wow, how powerful is that? I'm fixed on this place and I long to be nowhere else. I long to be in your presence, Lord. I long to be with you, Lord. I long. Now, guys, I understand there's a fight between your spirit man, amen, and between your flesh. And this is why we have to understand, amen, of the fullness of who's in us, amen? But you can't have Holy Spirit up here and you can't have your flesh running rampant and wild and doing all this crazy stuff at the same time. The unfortunate truth is one is up and the other's down. It's not equal, amen? So I want to encourage you today to start asking God for such a hunger and to start longing in His presence. And maybe you're in this place where the enemy's fighting you He's fighting your hunger to long to be in that place. And if that's the case, start talking to God about it. Start talking to Him about it. Father, I long to be in Your presence. I long to have a greater hunger. Amen. And you will begin to see that grow inside of you and getting in the Word and praising God and soaking. Because you know what soaking is really good about? Prophets love to soak, for one. I'll just tell you that. Like, I, I love to soak. I'm, I'm just soaking, okay? I mean, like, I'm sorry. I've got an important meeting somewhere. I can't meet with you because I'm soaking. You know, it's just one of those things. But soaking also, because it takes you close to God. But soaking also, guys, if you've gone through a lot of trauma, a lot of battles, been through a lot of abuse, which everybody in this world, that pretty much predefines everybody. If you've gone through that, soaking is amazing. Because just like meat, when you marinate it and you soak it, all that goodness gets inside that meat and all that other stuff, boom, it comes out. It's got to make place. The goodness of God soaks and comes in and fills you and begins to marinate you 
And you want to talk about tasting good from inside out? That's how it is to the Lord with you. Amen? He always loves us. That's unconditional. But we want to come into a deeper place. Amen? We want to come into that place of kabod. Amen? We want to, our spirit man to rise up. And we want to long to be in His presence. Long to be in His presence. Wow. Hallelujah. Okay. So His presence and glory, they are basically your shield. They're your protection. Amen? His presence. If you're in His presence, the enemy can't get to you. The enemy can't get to you. Psalm 91. Amen? Psalm 91.1 says, He who dwells and the secret place of the Most High God, under the shadow of the Almighty. Now catch that word with me. He who dwells, amen? He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High God. That dwelling, you guys, is effectively uh, going and, and soaking and hanging out in His presence, amen? It's important. It's not a five-minute in-and-out program. It's getting deep into His presence dwelling in His presence and going deeper in Him. Amen? Hallelujah, Jesus. All right, so we want to be in His presence because His presence and His glory, they are a shield around you. Psalm 24, uh, verse 8 through 10 says, Who is the King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. Look at that. The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Think about that for just a minute. Who is the king of glory? Right immediately, right then, we see king of glory. Amen? Now, this is the proposed question in Psalm 24, verse 8. Who is the king of glory? And the answer immediately, the strong. What? The Lord, strong and mighty. So immediately, your king of glory, amen, the glorious one, the kabod, amen, the Lord, strong and mighty. Amen? The Lord mighty in battle. Amen? All right, let's move forward. Lift up your heads, O you gates. Lift up your everlasting doors. And the King of glory, what? Shall come in. The King of glory shall come in. What? Lift up your heads. Pull your heads up toward Him. Look to Him. Who? Oh, you gates. I have a way of looking at this. These are our gates. These are our ear gates, our eye gates. Amen? We have gates. We, what are we doing? We're looking up at Him. We're looking at His ways. We're in His Word. Amen? We are soaking. We're seeking. We're worshiping. Hallelujah. We're looking to Him. Lift up your heads, oh, you gates. Hallelujah. Lift up the everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Verse 10. Who is the King of glory? Once again, here's the proposed question. The Lord of hosts. He is the King of glory. Guys, this is powerful. Amen. Now tonight, in this particular portion, this we're talking Old Testament right now. Tomorrow we're going to jump into some New Testament aspects, but tonight I want you to grab the Old Testament because the Old Testament really prophesied, if you will, of the things to come. It's prophesying of the Lord Jesus. It's prophesying of so many things, but it's speaking truth of even the things that are unfolding from the goodness of God. Hallelujah. So we, we see right here the proposed question, who is the King of glory? Well, he's the Lord strong and mighty. What does that say to you? He's the Lord and he is strong and mighty. 
He's the Lord what? And he is mighty in battle. Who's he battling for? You, me. Amen? Uh, and the king of glory shall come in. When is he going to come in? He's going to come in when we lift up our head, amen, and we open our gates. Bam, our gates, our eyes, our ears, amen. We're opening our gates to look to him, to receive from him, amen. Hallelujah, we praise you, Jesus. You are worthy. Hallelujah. Verse 10, verse 10. Who is the king of glory? He's the Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. Notice on these, it's capital K, you guys. Capital K. It's not a lowercase k. This is the king. Amen. This is Jesus. This is not a king. This is the king. The one and only king of kings. Amen. The Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. So he wants us to rise up and, and shine. Amen. He's called us to shine for him, but it's got to be through him. That's why our gates have to be lifted up. Amen. We've got to be receiving from him, soaking in him, worshiping him. Amen. Moving into the Kabod glory in him. Praise God. So rise up and shine. Rise up and shine, guys. Isaiah chapter 60, one of my favorites. One of my favorites. Verse 1 through 3. We'll start in verse 1. Arise. Look at that word, arise, shine, for your light has broken through. Arise and shine for your light. He's talking to you. He's talking to me. Has broken through. Amen. The eternal one. This is the Lord. Amen. The eternal one. The eternal one's brilliance has dawned upon you. Now, that word dawned, you probably heard it before. Dawn your life vests on a boat, on a cruise ship. Dawn your life vests. That means put it on. Amen? Get into it. Put it on. So that's what's happened. Amen? Glory to God. Now, verse 2. See truly. Look carefully. Here we go. Darkness blankets the earth. God's well aware of what's going on. He's well aware of what's going on. He knows that darkness blankets the earth. Amen. But what does he say? He tells us that people all over are cloaked in darkness. That means they're covered in darkness. But watch this. But God. But God will rise and shine on your neighbor. Could be. But in this case, he's talking to you. He'll rise and shine on you. Amen. Why? Because the eternal's bright glory will shine on you, a light for all to see. Verse 3 says, nations, north and south, peoples, look at that word, peoples, east and west, will be drawn to your light. They're going to be drawn to the message God has in you. They're going to be drawn. You know why they're drawn to that message? It's the message of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's the power of the Spirit of God moving, amen? They'll be drawn on to you. They'll find purpose and direction by your light. What? They're going to find purpose and direction by the glory light of Jesus, as the Passion Translation says in so many places, on you. They're going to find direction through you. Hallelujah. In the radiance of your rising. Look at that. In the radiance of your rising you will enlighten the leaders of the nation. Now, some of you are probably going, now, Richard, that's a little bit extreme. I don't know. Guys, I want to tell you the honest testimony. I give you testimony now in Jesus' name. Uh, in two nations of the earth, I've impacted major leaders. In Honduras, 
uh, I was going in for a meeting. This guy was a magistrate in the nation. He's going in for a meeting regarding a, uh, a young man over there that's uh, basically like a son to me, regarding some legal aspects and this and that for him. And did you know what happened? Here's a room full of people, lawyers and people taking notes and the things they do, and God gives me a word for this man. I start giving the man a word. He stops the meeting and everybody in it because he's more interested about what God has to say than he is about the case at hand. Catch that. I'm ministering to the magistrate and the government of Honduras. And then he says, one of the lawyers says there, very, very nicely, my ad, I've got another meeting this afternoon. Is it possible you guys can meet on this afterwards? I didn't have a problem with that, amen, and neither did he. But it's how God took over the meeting. The man began to repent in the meeting with everybody there of situations he'd been involved in. That is the kabod, glory of God. That is the presence of the Spirit of God, you guys. It's powerful. It's not something you can do yourself. It's what the Spirit of God moves on. The kabod moves on. I mean, that's powerful. Powerful. Okay. So, in the radiance of your rising, you will enlighten the leaders of the nation. Amen? You guys, that's the good news tonight. And that's a brief summary. We could go for hours in the Old Testament. We could go for hours in the Old Testament. But the reality is this. Jesus Christ is prophesied coming forth. He is right here. The Holy Spirit is in us. Amen. We are the temple now. Amen. And the kabod glory is there. God wants to show you his glory. He wants to draw you into his glory. Amen. He wants you to live out of that place of glory. Hallelujah. Amen. Guys, I hope this blessed you tonight. I hope it blessed you abundantly tonight. I know that it blessed me tremendously to have this time with you. I always love it. You probably noticed in the new Richard the Lionheart Simmons. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of a story behind that. For the last year and a half, two years, um, probably you know, about two years, um, I began to transition into some new places. And I was up with some dear friends of mine in uh, the Nashville area, Kimberly and Alberto Riviera. You probably heard of them. They're amazing. Have some really anointed worship that just ushers in the the prophetic and the angels are just dancing around. It's amazing. So if you've not heard of Kimberly and Alberto Riviera, I want to encourage you to tune in. They've got some just amazing, deep, um, very prophetic worship. Hallelujah. But I was there and I walk in the door at their house and Kimberly sees me. She says, Richard the Lionheart. And now this was the first time. I thought, wow, Richard the Lionheart, praise the Lord. And I felt something with it. That's your spirit. You're getting a witness. I said, wow, okay. We hugged and went in and had an amazing time in the Lord. Well, about six months later, I came back to visit him again, and I walked in, and it's the same thing again. Richard the Lionheart. You guys, when God starts speaking, pay attention. I had that witness again. Amen? I was like, hmm, Richard the Lionheart. There must be something to this, Richard the Lionheart. I was like, okay, what's happening here? Had an amazing time. Fly back. I'm in Santa Maria, California sometime later at um, one of Graham Cook's uh, meetings. I was actually going, uh, Patricia King was coming up to a prophetic meeting and it's a prophetic uh, roundtable uh, effectively and uh, Stacy Campbell was there and 
but I was there a few days early, so I thought I'd go to this meeting. And Graham Cook, I, you know, I called up and I walk up there, and as I'm approaching the front, he burst out and says, Richard the Lionheart. I thought, my Lord, there's something to this. Amen? Had that witness again. Time goes forward, time goes on, and um, I go on a cruise. I don't just like to go on cruises because there's the sun and the swimming pools. To be honest with you, I never went in the swimming pool or the spa, although I probably should have, but I ate lots of the food. <laughs> but this was more of a spiritual cruise, you guys, amen, uh, to get more embraced in the spirit and with other people and really uh, kind of a, a tribal adjustment, if you will. And I met a, an anointed woman of God there, and uh, she did the same thing. Richard the Lionheart, that witness. Several times, you guys, this has happened over and over and over, God speaking. But he's really dealing with me, and I begin to research that, and research that, you know, probably a year ago, and find out, man, you know, I have had a lot of uphill battles in my life. It's been a fight for what God's doing, but God's never left me, amen? And it's a part of what he's doing with the people I reach. It's a part of what he's doing with me in prophecy and the aspect of dealing with a lot of people that don't accept exactly who I am for what God's called me to do. Amen? But you love them. So that's the story in a nutshell behind Richard the Lionheart. Amen? And I'm sure there'll be more to come. You're going to see a lot of rebranding going around Richard the Lionheart. It's amazing. So I gave you guys the first heads up tonight, right here on this broadcast, about Richard the Lionheart. Amen? I love y'all so much. I'm glad you joined me tonight. And um, I will see you guys again real soon with the next uh, part of this program where we'll jump into the New Testament aspect, the Greek. Uh, the Old Testament is the Hebrew. The New Testament's the Greek. Where we'll jump into the New Testament, jump into the Greek and talk a little bit more about the glory, amen? The glory and His glory on you in Jesus' name. Love you guys. I'll see you soon. Bye now. Mm -hmm.